it's Saturday. Time for another episode of Beyond Garnet. Let's get creative. Maybe too intense for some listeners. Maybe unsuitable for sensitive people. May cause dizziness. May cause drowsiness. May cause excitability. Safety goggles may be required for listening. Take with food. Avoid contact with skin. Avoid extreme temperatures and store in a cool, dry place. This is not legal advice. Must be present to end. Contents under pressure may contain small parts. Listen at your own risk. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. I have a pretty cool guest for you. He's been on a lot of TV shows that you will recognize. NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles, SWAT, Veep, and Desperate Housewives. He was recently in the blockbuster series, The Mandalorian. Joining me today is Dominic Pace. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. My best to you, all your listeners, and uh, hope everyone stays safe. So I am curious... Where did you train as an actor? Uh, I was at the Bill Asper Studio for two years, uh, and also with members of the Actor Studio in mid to late 90s down in New York City, uh, out in New York City there. Oh, yeah, you're an uh, East Coast guy. You're a New York guy. Yeah, I've always been a huge fan of Meisner. I like the fact, you know, I think I think the biggest problem with actors is, is really getting inside your head, and I think the best thing is to sort of put it on the other person or to put it on a situation to where all of a sudden things become more organic. And I found that the Meisner technique for William Esper was pretty much the best for me. Um, I went into uh, a, a stylized form of theater with Tim Robbins in 2004. I was with a couple of his productions. But that was an entirely different uh, form, and that was an entirely different style. It's not very practical to working as an actor, but to flex your muscle uh, without question. But uh, your program at the uh, Bill Esper Studio, I can't say enough about it. As a matter of fact, my teacher, Terry Knickerbocker, uh, he went on to uh, to be a private coach for a lot of the major A-listers, specifically Sam Rockwell. Oh, wow. Uh, I can't say enough about Yeah, I can't say enough about him. It was just that he, he spoke softly but carried a big stick. Uh, <laughs> he, was very, he was very gentle. Uh, you know, sometimes you hear a lot of, you know, legendary stories, especially with Stella Adler or even Uta Hagen in terms of not being the most polite. Uh, but he was very gentle, but he was very truthful. And uh, I'm forever grateful for that because at the end of the day, you know, you can't fool yourself with this stuff. Otherwise, you know, you end up uh, auditioning for 20, 30 years and not know what you're doing wrong. You know? Absolutely. So how are you with uh, memorizing dialogue? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I, I You know, I, I was telling my son the other day because you were talking about him getting better at baseball. Yeah. I think repetition really is the most important thing. You know, you talk about a TV series, you talk about some of the soap opera actors. I did a low-budget film for Sci-Fi Channel. And, and, you know, how they make these things, unfortunately, they just kind of spit them together. And, you know, unfortunately, you don't want to look at the reviews because, I mean, literally, you're doing 14, 15 pages a day. At the same time, I was doing 14, 15 pages a day uh, starring in this one film. And it was about 111 pages. And when I first saw it, the, the, and they gave it to me probably five days before we started filming, I was very, very overwhelmed. It's something that just happens to just come to you. You know, when you see professionals at the highest level, it's very overwhelming. But at the same time, when you do it on a repetitive basis, things become easier and easier. You know, I, I was, uh, I'm not a big athlete, but I, uh, was, I dealt into the Spartan races there for a small amount of time. And I, I was overwhelmed with some of that. I think that was a great example, uh, you know, uh, amongst others, in regards to, say, climbing a rope or some of the other activities that they have where, at the onset, it really just seems extremely overwhelming. But again, practice, practice, practice. I think it's such a cliche. Pacino uh, will tell you the same thing. I've seen that say the same in interviews. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing how it sort of expand, expands that, that, that muscle in your brain 
to where over a certain amount of time it becomes easier and easier. Now, you're a really tall guy. You're like, what, 6'4"? Six, 6'4", four? Six, four, and it's hurt me and it's also helped me. That was my question. You know, has it has it helped you or hurt you? Yeah. You know, you know and it's a great question, Lana, because right now we're talking about diversity, you know, in film, or you know, and obviously everybody's very, very passionate about that. Um, I get very frustrated, and the reason is is because this business, in my opinion, is just not fair to anyone. And I don't know necessarily if I have an argument for that. I mean, of course, we want to diversify, but I can't tell you, you know, how frustrated it is for me or and other actors too, to where you walk into a room and they say, "Oh, you're too this, you're too that." Right. Yeah. Verbally, they verbally will ask me. I mean, at the major league level, that was amazing. You nailed it. Please wait your height. I had a situation with Michael Mann and Tom Cruise one night. You know, it was a film called Collateral, to where, you know, it just is not going to happen. And at the end of the day, I'm not frustrated with this, you know, 100%. But what frustrates me sometimes is some of the entitlement from some actors where they're like, well, hey, I deserve this, I deserve that. So it's like, let be one or the other. Let us all be frustrated with the fact that the business is not fair or the fact that we just have to accept and say, hey, you know what? They're going to cast me for what I am. There was a guest starring role on The District back in 2004 where the murderer, the killer, uh, it was a hit and run, and I was the murderer. And the way that they found it out was I had the courtesy pulled back all the way. So that was a situation that worked in my favor. And there are actors out there who have that height, but it definitely hurts and helps. But my only thing is it's just kind of I'm a little ambiguous in terms of the frustration as to how unfair the business is because... I just want to say we all go through it. I think there's been kind of a war to a certain extent against, you know, men and in terms of privilege and, and this and that. But it's like, I think to a certain extent, we all have to keep ourselves up. I was up for Game of Thrones, boy, 10 years ago. And that was another situation where, as the actor, we can get frustrated or we can say, hey, you know what? I only spend 20 minutes in the gym. I, I don't spend two hours there. I don't spend three hours there. So, you know, it kind of leads over to other things, too, where a lot of the gripe uh, from actors sometimes can be put, you know, on yourself within, and you can also focus on what you're right for, you know, what roles you're right for, because I think there's a market for everybody out there without question. Oh, sure, yeah. Now, if you could play any role, like, what is the one role that you haven't played, or that is maybe your dream role, that you cannot wait to land one day? Well, I'll tell you, I've already landed it, I just want to expand on it. I, I played a, a one-of-a-kind unique bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe, and right. the thing for me uh, the campaign that I've been doing the last six months has been capitalizing on this very, very unique-looking character. Uh, the nickname is Gecko. And uh, ideally, they have a lot of content that they're going to be producing for Star Wars, for Disney+, Plus uh, in the coming years. So really, ultimately, my dream is to continue on with this bounty hunter and uh, to expand his character, just because I'm such a diehard Star Wars fan and I love the fan base uh, so much. It's, it's been such a privilege. Has that been your most memorable... Um film set experience to date? It has because the reason I wanted to get involved in the business was to return to childhood. And for me, it was only the adventure and the action film. I love Schwarzenegger's Malone. I love Back to the Future and uh, Goonies and Star Wars and Indiana Jones. That was the original inspiration for a boy uh, from New York in the 1980s as to why I wanted to make this my life and my career. So I've done a lot of modern-day crime dramas. I've almost done almost close to 100 shows now. Uh, which I'm really proud of, but also at the same time, the, the thing that I'm most proud of is just being able to be in that fantasy world, which was the ultimate childhood dream, and I'm, I'm so glad I achieved that last year through uh, The Mandalorian. That's cool. So, what were you like as a kid? Oh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I was very imaginative. I loved baseball. Uh, baseball was my original passion. Also, at the same time, I just 
I loved pop culture. I loved entertainment. I, I would spend the summers at my grandparents in Yonkers with my sister. And we would just watch HBO's ads all everything prepared to watch. Um, I just delved into movies so much. I loved my action figures. I loved my toys. I loved collecting toys. Um, and then I got into theater at 16 years old. Uh, there was a musical, uh, Grease. And uh, I had the starring role as uh, Danny Duco in Greece at 16 years old. And that's where I really ended up catching the bug. But it was really baseball and theater. And, um, I, you know, I just had a, a, a huge affinity for, I mean, not to get personal, uh, but my girl, the, the girlfriend that I, I dated through high school, uh, that was really, took a lot of my time. I was very much a romantic to where um, <laughs> instead of hanging out with the boys, I would love to hang out with my girlfriend. And, and that just uh, meant so much to me. Uh, in terms of having those those moments and that, that time uh, of falling apart, there's nothing better than falling during uh, high school or having that innocent uh, first love uh, in your life, and I think we've all experienced that there. It's very cool. Now, didn't you travel around? I think I saw this like last year, or the year before, to a whole bunch of baseball stadiums. Uh, we've been doing it over time, uh, baseball stadiums and also uh, movie locations as well. Uh, we have four baseball stadiums left. Uh, two state tournaments in Alabama, Mississippi. And then I visited over, oh my God, must uh, be over 200 uh, locations all throughout the country. So uh, it's definitely a, a huge, I have a huge bucket list guys where I have just a ton of little, you know, things that I want to knock off and check off before, you know, <laughs> we get older. Right, uh, right. And, and it's been so fun with the family to be able to enjoy uh, that experience. So um, I've got a glass case, uh, shaped like home plate in my, uh, my bedroom, and it's Right now, 26 baseballs, and it's about to fill uh, you know, four more, uh, and each one has an insignia of the uh, stadium that we visited. So uh, I love to travel. I love food. Uh, you know, the food at all different ballparks and, and cities is just absolutely amazing in our country. Uh, so I really enjoy that. And uh, just uh, ultimately, you know, the adventure is uh, fulfilling as well. Uh, heading to Boston there as soon as we're out of this uh, is going to be really exciting. And uh, even my first job actually was with Miramax Films, where I was... Uh, 23 years old in Singapore, which is really exciting. Oh, sure, yeah. What a great adventure with your family. Ballparks oh, and movie locations. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been uh, married to my wife for 20 years. They call that a, a golden anniversary. Hey, I applaud you for that, big time. I applaud you. That's huge. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, you know, sometimes you someone with emotional stability to where you can evolve together or at least put up with each other. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Overall, it's a enjoyable experience, but uh, no, she's a, a great mother and an amazing wife, and uh, we have a really good egalitarian balance in our relationship. I know, you know, again, I don't mean to bring up the whole thing on men lately, but there's been sort of an imagination, but I, I, you know, I think in society over the last few years, and the one thing I enjoy with my wife is that she has always been an alpha, and I've been an alpha as well, uh, within the relationship, where neither one has to have that female or male guilt, uh, which I call it. Uh, so it's been really an amazing balance, and it's something that, uh, you know, obviously we want to continue on as the, in the growing years as we get a little grumpier. <laughs> Very cool. Now, you're wanting to write a book about your travels. Is this correct? That's correct, yeah. Actually, uh, with uh, road trips, uh, with the hotels, and then also giving people a map. Like, say, you know, you go up to Astoria, Oregon, and you visit, all, you know, all the boonies locations, where to stay, where to eat. Uh, also, stand by me if we were to do a road trip in Oregon in and of itself. Uh, there's a lot of excitement there. And then also at the same time, all throughout the country, you know, uh, hitting every major pop culture location. If you were to start in Los Angeles and go to New York and where to stay and then also what to eat. Uh, so kind of a little bit of a foodie 
uh, slash movie location pop culture book, and uh, really excited to get that out over the next couple of years. That's cool. So you'll have to keep us updated and post about that when it's going to come out. Absolutely, Lara. Yeah, yeah. So are you a collector of anything? I know you collect, you mentioned the baseballs and stuff like that, but is there anything else that you collect? Uh, original trilogy uh, Star Wars stuff. So from the movies from uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back, New Hope, and Return of the Jedi, uh, that has been uh, the ultimate collection there. I have the original seven, nine figures. Wow. And also right now I've been... Uh, collecting a lot of memorabilia. These fans have been so amazing with my bounty hunter. I've been collecting a lot of memorabilia uh, that they've been giving me. Uh, so I, I got this great uh, glass case in the bedroom, and I have it all displayed. And uh, during this time, I actually offered uh, free videos to kids. Uh, you know, if any one of them were a little bit nervous, or to uh, you know, some of the Star Wars fans, just to take them around, show them my collection. And uh, one thing that I started with my kids about ten years ago was we uh, started doing a Lego uh, Star Wars Galaxy uh, uh, spaceships. Oh, that's cool. hanging in their room, and we've got probably about seven to eight hanging now. Uh, <laughs> it's getting a little cluttered in there, but uh, <laughs> those, the Star Wars has been the, uh, the main collection there. But, uh, unfortunately, you know, it's, uh, it's funny because we live in Los Angeles with the two, uh, two bedrooms, but every time I go, you know, if I'm filming Atlanta or I have a project in Dallas or what have you, I, I just drool over those homes because there's nothing more that I want and a really amazing man cave one day where I can display all my uh, collectibles. <laughs> I bet. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of them. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So, who is someone who inspires you? Uh, oh, boy. Well, I mean... I'm going to go back. Yeah, I would say my grandfather. Uh, he was my maternal grandfather. He was a World War II hero uh, who hit Normandy Beach, uh, you know, in, in 1948. Oh, God, uh, 1944, James 6, 1944. Uh, he was one of the first to hit Normandy Beach at Utah Beach, but it wasn't so much terrorism there. My parents, you know, they were too hot-headed attendants. So, you know, unfortunately, that only lasts so long. They, they divorced when I was very young. So I needed a father figure. And this man, after going through, and this is why I don't stress so much through this virus, after going through the Depression, after working for the CCCs, you know, uh, the Civilian Conservation Corps, he had to leave high school uh, in order to support his family. And then World War II, he still had the demeanor to be such an amazing father figure to me. And he was a man. He was something in regards to, you know, where he, he, he held me accountable. And it wasn't just being coddled, you know. And that's what I needed as a kid. I think that's a lot of boys and girls need, especially in today's uh, society, to where, you know, you have somebody that gives you that discipline and tells you, you know, it's not always going to be, you know, you didn't always do a great job. Um, but he had that perfect balance. He was an amazing man to the cornerstone of our family. Uh, there were also parents, teachers, and coaches throughout my town of Austin, New York, uh, that were very inspirational to me and, and always were uh, the sort of a cornerstone and the foundation of my inspiration uh, to become an actor and to pursue this crazy business. Uh, so, so many to name, but uh, most importantly, my maternal grandfather, William Tagliaferri, there. You know, it makes all the difference in the world to have a mentor and people who support you when you're young. Yeah. Without question, you know, I was telling my son because, uh, you know, every now and then... You know, you flip around, you can't avoid uh, a negative television. And I was flipping around, there were some, um, <laughs> some crime uh, documentaries. And my son was asking me questions, 11 years old, and I told him actually last night, I said, you know, I said, you don't realize this, but you, you just don't know how lucky you are where, you know, some, you were talking about uh, people who, kids who grew up to be killers. And, uh, you know, a lot of them had to deal with a tremendous amount of abuse uh, in many different ways. And I was just telling my son, you know, it, it, you, know you may not realize it now, how grateful, you know, you have to be to have uh, such a, not only, you know, his mom and dad, but also a loving brother and cousins and, you know, the extended family to where everyone is just in your corner rooting for you 
uh, for the best in your life because, you know, we all know that with many families, you know. Right, absolutely. Looking through everything and doing a little research on you before we did the podcast, you're a pretty charitable guy. And yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, and you started a grant in your grandfather's honor. Is this, this is correct, right? Yeah, tell us about that. That is correct, that is correct yeah. And from Austin and Grace School, again, when I started off as an artist, all I had was a, a, back, a copy of Backstage, and I had a train ticket. My mother was so supportive. I told her I wasn't going to be on the couch smoking weed or playing PlayStation. You know, I dropped out of college, and I said, I'm going to really pursue this 110%. So the one thing for me was I would have loved to have had uh, a guardian angel, uh, so to speak, or somebody that would just be said to them, hey, you know what, believe in yourself or follow your dreams. So it was a small brand that I've given from time to time to my high school. Uh, but it extends out from there. Uh, you know, I've been very much involved with L.A. Children's Hospital out here, uh, Shane's Inspiration, which builds playgrounds uh, for uh, kids that are handicapped. Uh, I've been involved with the L.A. Food Drive right now uh, as well, uh, and then also the L.A. Mission, which is involved in the homeless, and the L.A. Women's Downtown Center as well. You know, at the end of the day, when we as the greatest generation, in my opinion, our grandparents' generation, we realized how hard it was for them. Uh, it makes me appreciate each and every day in this town uh, to be able to do what I love. Uh, everyone's shooting for the stars, and I understand that obviously we all want to be at the Oscar podium one day, but at the same time, we all need to take a, a minute and just appreciate what we have. I think that's really the most important thing, and when you do that, I, I, I think, you know, within your heart, you can't give enough. The, the, the times that I've been the most in love in my life, say, with, with a, woman, a woman or a human being, has been not when you receive, but it's what you give to them, and to me, the most gratifying feeling is how can I give because in the end that ends up being more rewarding for you ironically than receiving so uh, yeah it's been something I've been very passionate about uh, fortunately the Star Wars community has about four or five major major charity groups and I've been so fortunate to be able to be a small ambassador to offer my autograph uh, to say hello to a child or someone in need uh, one in particular is the 501st Legion uh, just made up of thousands and thousands of Star Wars fans throughout the world and not even uh, just the United States uh, so it's just, been a, it's just been an honor to be a part of that and uh, to continue to help others and to inspire others as we uh, get older here. Well, you've just made, like, the top five of my inspiration list. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I, I agree yeah. with you. It feels so good to be giving. Yeah, you know, especially during this time, we have to understand, you know, when people have been posting it too, it's like, look, this is, you know, it's certainly an uncomfortable circumstance, but at the same time, We've got a roof over our head. We have food. I mean, you know, it's not like we're out on the streets uh, in any way, you know, at least, you know, most of us. And uh, we just have to be appreciative and, and hopefully ride this out. And hopefully we'll be seeing a light at the end of the tunnel there uh, sooner than later there with the, uh, the virus. Yeah, I hope so. So tell us about a couple of future goals that you have set for yourself. Uh, it really, you know, we've really gotten off to an amazing start with this branding of this bounty hunter. And, and I, I really owe so much to the Star Wars community for really showing their support. I've done little featured roles and co-stars and guest stars throughout my course of my career, uh, but nothing has ever received this amount of attention. So it really is uh, continuing uh, on with this uh, convention tour, a uh, Comic-Con tour all throughout the world. Uh, also at the same time, I, I really would like to get to the next level as an actor to where I, I've been a working actor. I've been really fortunate. But at the same time, I would love to have it to where my agent uh, just has this at a level where it's, it's what's called offer only. So we're, yeah. you know, we're not giving that high of a quote, but also at the same time, uh, if my name would be able to hopefully generate a little bit more financing for, say, a B-level film, 
So those are my realistic goals right now is really continuing on with the branding of this Gecko character from Star Wars, hopefully uh, getting invited back by Disney uh, to portray the character, and also at the same time just to continue uh, rising up on a realistic level with my career um, to where I start looking more and more just uh, based on my name for putting in 20-plus years of uh, uh, grit and uh, elbow grease. Right. Um, I'd like to believe. I'd like to believe that now it's, uh, it's a little easier. And to be honest with you, the last couple of years, it has felt a little easier. So how are you with dialects? A little bit of Russian uh, dialect, uh, uh, and then also at the same time, uh, Italian from the motherland, and also New York Italian is really my go-to. Um, you know, for me, it, it, it's, I, I, I love Tom Hanks. I mean, I love, uh, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis, where they I just have this enormous range. For me, I enjoy performing, but I also don't, Hollywood for kind of pigeon, you know, giving me sort of a pigeonhole in being that guard or being that, uh, you know, the mob guy or what have you. Uh, the, the thing that really makes a difference is just the texture of the writing. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, it's something to where then you're able to build on the character. But I'm not one of these to where it's like, oh, God, I don't want to play that again or I don't want to do that again. I, I totally respect the system, even if you were to cast me in your film. I, I wouldn't expect to be the boy next door, you know. It, it right. It's not something... As much as I, you know, I played a dad or I played a Karen detective uh, in a great movie called Ernie and Serby a few years ago, uh, at the same time, I don't mind falling into that New York. I had a recurring on uh, NBC Superstore, Star America Ferrero, where, you know, I'm the warehouse manager. And, you know, Italians have been sort of, uh, you know, get your hands dirty, blue-collar workers in many ways. I haven't had too much of an issue with it, but uh, just to answer the question, it be kind of a New York Italian, a little bit of the mother uh, motherland, which I did uh, Italy on uh, uh, Instagram. And then also some of the Russian uh, dialect as well, which I did on The Riches, uh, starring Eddie Izzard there. So, yeah, that's, that's been a little bit of my range there. Cool. Very cool. Who are a couple of people you'd like to work with in the future that you haven't gotten to work with yet? You know, I always enjoy and I, I, I'm so inspired now by so many of the young girls uh, being inspired by strong women. Well, you know, the same goes for us in terms of strong men. And uh, for me, it's just always been uh, my heroes from childhood. I, I, it all goes back to that of Schwarzenegger. And Harrison Ford, um, you know, they just were, uh, they, they commanded the screen, they, they had a commanding presence, and to me, they were the ultimate movie stars, I know they're getting up there in age, but ultimately for me, as far as like, who, you know, who I would love to work with, would be just my childhood uh, uh, idol, that to me, means more, there's no question, there's an amazing, of uh, amazing actors and actresses out there, uh, but for me, just the heroism of when I was a kid, you know, the people that I looked up to uh, with Ford and Schwarzenegger. So ultimately, that would be the uh, the main dream there. Very cool. You would look good in a scene smoking a cigar with those guys. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, I noticed you get tons of fan artwork for your character from The Mandalorian. How many pieces do you think you've received? Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, so so sometimes I don't want to add that controversy, but sometimes you know, look, I don't care what 
side of the coin you're on. I support you 100% in terms of believing what you believe in. But now it's like I have to be careful. So that's been kind of an interesting little thing over the last few months to where sometimes I just want to interject and be like, yeah, you know, I think this is great, but where are they going to find the money for that? Or, you know, how are you going to, you know, pay off every student loan or what happens? Yeah. And now and yeah. Then people will be like, oh, my God, Dominic Pace is commented and, and I'm scared now because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Obviously, we know that politics and social system are so sensitive. So yes. That's been kind of an interesting thing, but in terms of the fans, it, it, the outpouring of support has been amazing. I know actors try to stay in shape for the most part. What is your yeah. favorite type of cake? <laughs> I, I wish I could tell you how my workout routine is just spot on and everything else. <laughs> Being a character actor, that's one of the great things. I mean, you take John Candy, who's a legend. I mean, of course, oh, unfortunately, sure. he overdid it a, a little too much. But, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm just inspiration. So I, you know, I'll fall in every now and then to get into a great health kick. But at the same time, you know, Italians, we love fresh bread, as they say. So as far as the cake, though, you can't go wrong with an ice cream cake with all the chocolate crunchies that are <laughs> Carvel there. <laughs> I love it. Those are really good. I've had those. Yes. <laughs> are there, I know you mentioned it in the beginning, but tell us what current projects you have that you can talk about. Uh, I've worked on a five years. We finally finished the financing and it's ready to be distributed. Unfortunately, I was supposed to be in London for the world premiere on March 27th, but it's called Anonymous Killers. My star is Romero Scarinelli. It's an amazing sociological thriller. It touches on a lot of the social and political issues of today, uh, but in a way that is not really uh, forceful in that whatever side of the coin you're on, you'll be able to just kind of take it in stride and take it in perspective. It's not like pushing you left to the right. It's just kind of giving you an opportunity to make up your own uh, opinions in terms of privilege, uh, those who come from privilege, those who don't. And whether you agree with it or you don't, that there will still be uh, an audience for it in terms of, you know, there will still be appeal uh, for it uh, when you see this film. I'm really mostly excited about that. I'm also, I also have a supporting role in a feature film called Psychosis opposite Tyler Maine. Uh, that will be also another uh, sociological uh, thriller. Uh, again, we'll be, uh, we'll be in filming uh, a feature film called uh, Deceived, and that will be in Boston uh, coming in a few months. Uh, we are very hopeful that Gecko, the Bounty Hunter, is going to be featured in a Marvel comic book pretty soon uh, called Star Wars Bounty Hunter. So be on the lookout for that. And other than that, right now, we just uh, unfortunately have our hands tied in terms of uh, just all production kind of slowing down. But uh, really excited for those two projects. And most importantly, continue on and on my tour uh, with all the comic conventions where I can meet so many of these Star Wars fans and uh, kind of reach out and, and uh, enjoy my, uh, my love to travel again there as well. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Boy, you do. You've got a huge legion of fans with Star Wars, don't you? Yeah, it, it's been great. And, and like I said, it's just uh, it's more compliment to George Lucas and the magic that they've created now for Disney. Uh, he, he's really kept it on. I mean, again, you can compare perhaps Marvel and DC, but I don't think anything compares to the Star Wars and maybe a little bit of the Star Trek fans. Uh, yeah, really excited to see uh, where the future leads us uh, through the fence there. Awesome. So, if you could give one piece of advice to anyone listening, what would it be? If they are actors, it would be really to embrace the odd jobs. Uh, the reason I've been able to stay consistent with this business, uh, the not-so-glamorous side of it, uh, to where, you know, it's everything from moving companies to Uber to delivery driving, uh, whatever it is, to really just stay grounded. Because those odd jobs have that flexibility in order to give you the freedom to do your work. And I will tell you, over time, it ends up paying extreme dividends because you're able to follow your dream and also at the same time never quit because you're able to make that money on the side but at the same time still follow your dream. I can't tell you how gratifying that's been uh, and that's the continuous
continue, and again, not to be uh, cliche, but to follow that dream, but to do it through the practicality of staying humble for those odd jobs. Oh, that's great advice. Fantastic, yeah. So if people want to find you on social media, where can they find you? Absolutely. It's uh, Dominic Pace all across the board, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Uh, always happy to uh, answer any questions. If anybody needs a link uh, to a 90-minute seminar I did, uh, it's absolutely free uh, in regards to uh, you know working as an actor. I have that link uh, for anyone who needs it. And uh, really always here for all the fans and, and uh, listeners there. And I appreciate you so much, Joe. No, no worries. No worries. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dominic. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. You too. Take care. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Me, Lana Reed. Also, stop by Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. Many thanks to the musical genius of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech for our super slick theme song, Jet Fueled Vixen. Thank you to Michelle Lawson for our witty and fun disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the host, Beyond Garnet or Garnet Films.